1: This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, knife nuts of all ages, welcome to another episode of Knife Talk Podcast. Uh, Hey, how's it going? My name is Marco Malmasi. I'm here with Jeff Fader of Fader Knives uh, and Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives. And we're here to talk knives, answer questions, have a little fun, little slaps and tickles here and there. But we like to start off with the week. Craig, you want to kick us off? How's your week been?
3: Um, okay, stressful, stressful. So um, last week, I sort of told everybody about me testing positive for COVID. Um, thankfully, it's, um, I had a couple of rough nights, um, but I tested good again from Tuesday. Um, so I've been, yeah, I've been fine, actually. I've, I've been quite lucky. I think a lot of people have had it far worse, so I can't complain. So yeah, all good. All good. Um, everything's come together in the house. Um, we're nearly there. We're finishing a bathroom and we're, we're pretty much there. The, um, the exterior of the house is like, it's like the first world war. It is just mud everywhere. We're having <laughs> trenches, trenches being done and stuff dug up oh it's, it's so every time you walk to the house you're just covered in mud and shit and crap um but Tasty. no it's all good we are um we are this could well be um the last show before um i have another child so wow um, yes so we are, we are we are due to go back into the hospital on monday so by the time most people hear this um we, we, I say we, as if, as if I'm doing the work. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah. yeah, we. Oh, it was a terrible birth. I really struggled. Uh, <laughs> we're,
4: preg- we're pregnant. When people say we're pregnant, it's just like, just, yeah, no, know. No, we, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: but um, we've been told that Amy may be induced on Monday. Wow. Uh, so we go on Monday with our bags packed and, you know, ready to roll. So... Yeah, it's interesting times, and we're we're still not in this new house fully. So I think we're gonna we're gonna have another two weeks in the rental house across the road, um, with a new baby, and then move in when everything is fully comfortable and fully ready. You know,
4: when they said when they told Amy that she might be induced on when this podcast comes out, as mm. your as the listeners are listening to this, was she relieved or? Yeah, she is. She's relieved. She is massive. Absolutely huge.
3: Far bigger than she was with the twins. And, really? Uh, she's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge. Um, and she's just not sleeping at all. She's lucky to get sort of two, three hours a night. Um, oh, that sounds it's, horrible. Yeah, she, she's ready for this to come out, you know? Um, yeah. It, it needs to happen. <laughs> it needs to happen now. So
4: now that we know that she's probably going to be. By the n- next time the baby. While the baby's born, while people are listening to this, you want to give us the name that it's going to be? Or no one will know until.
3: Well, there's a chance that it won't be she won't be induced on Monday. So mm. uh, tricky bull bastard. So best will, I, don't. Will, best be I Sharple, don't. will it be in
4: will be a Sharple clue? <laughs> <gasps> you know what?
3: On the day that the baby comes out, Sharple that day will be the baby's and that's how people can find that's the big reveal Nice. I like that. I Sorry, shall change nice. the Sharple. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Sharple on that day will be the baby's name. Okay. Yeah, what else has been going on? So I made a big, huge decision this week uh, regarding the business. Um, basically, I'm no longer taking customer orders. It's become… Well,
4: you came out fast with that one where I go,
3: good work. <laughs> yeah, not out of choice, to be honest with you. Um, because, you know, I want to be making stuff and selling to, you know, to people. Um, but it, I'm just having so many problems with shipping. It's just been absolutely ridiculous. Um, and I actually, you know, cause it's been quite a big week, and I'm thinking, you know, am I going to do this? How am I going to pull customer orders and only do commercial orders? Um, so I was looking to see, so the last big run that I did was the, the folding knife, the H-knife. There was 80 plus sent out, and I've refunded 27. Whoa. Oh my God. 27. That's nearly a third um, and obviously that, you know, the work is still done. I'm still putting the time in and still in the materials and everything yeah. still happens, but it's, you know, so yeah, it's and, until things are sorted out. Um, you know, I, I've got a possible solution for this, but, well, you know, whilst we're waiting for the baby and that I, I can't be
4: doing any of these Were things, they all so. lost or?
3: Um, just yet, yeah, just lost, not found. Really? Um, the prop, the problem where or or most probable still in customs, um, the problem that I'm having is um, having to use uh, La Poste, which is the French sort of national postal service here. Um, when you ship internationally, uh, you don't get a tracking number until it gets to that country. So that so let's say it's going to the States. It could then end up with uh, DHL or FedEx or whatever, and then you would get your, your shipping number from there. So archaic, the postal system here, it doesn't link up with any of these other carriers. So you can't even give a tracking number, and it's just its just absolute nightmare. <sighs> and I, 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 every week I get people saying, oh, I don't use FedEx. Why don't you use that? I mean, we, we're very remote here. Um, so to use FedEx, who say, yeah, you know, we'll cover the whole world, we'll pick up from anywhere, they will, but my, that would mean my price goes up by 50% almost, you know. So, wow. Wow, wow. So wow. it's not as simple as that, you know. Sure. So, yeah, I, I do have a solution, which I'll be implementing, you know, in some time not not quite yet because there's so much else going on um but that will require me just once a week taking a sort of four hour well eight hour return drive Ugh. um and to, you know to guarantee things will get out but it's yeah it's just a real pain but you know i'm i'm fortunate and fortunate enough that i've got plenty of commercial orders so i'll just sort of double down on them um because i like them because that that means you know i'll do you know a large a large run um and generally, I hand deliver them as well, so you know i'll i'll take a plane i'll tell you know I'll go to the restaurant or wherever and hand deliver them so um so that sort of negates any issues that way, so yeah, so it's it's a huge change the way my business will sort of run but um yeah and, and until further notice that's the best I can do, you know so yeah that's so yeah a huge change for the business, but um and uh, a busy week and um, you you got it's and like,
4: a new baby hopefully today by the time you hear this it's it's too much what you're going through in general is too much That's too good. much <laughs> well come on um, you know everybody has covid you know, families. And the baby everybody has and families the, and covid yeah. and the babies and the, you know this and, and, and moving that at the that, same that.
3: time okay maybe we yes maybe it's the perfect storm of doing too much at once but
4: uh it's it's all good
3: it's all good I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, we're happy actually we've had this week, since coming out of you know, I was in sort of isolation, I suppose, for five days, maybe. Um, everybody, even the kids, everybody's been so happy and positive. It's been it's been a real sort of great. boost around here. Nice. It's, yeah, it's good. It's nice. So we're all we're all good. We're all good. Mareko, you are back from your travels. I am. What's back. been going on? What's
2: been going on? Mo's back. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, a lot of travel, a lot of forging. Um, and, but it does feel good to be back home. Uh, I got a lot of messages from people, uh, cause I was like posting on stories like, Oh, I'm in the airport at Atlanta and South Carolina and shit like that. Uh, I really appreciate everybody reaching out. Um, unfortunately like, what I had going on was very kind of like time sensitive and there wasn't really much room for fucking around. Otherwise I would have loved to have met uh, some folks who were in some of the areas I was traveling, but it was good. Uh, so yeah, I was in, in South Carolina uh, pumping elks, and then I went um, down to Georgia, <laughs> and I was training a friend on how to use a power hammer on an on a Anyang. Uh, I don't know if you forged on one of those, Jeff, or maybe yes. Craig has too, but um, they are they're interesting <laughs> machines, man. They have, they have some interesting controls because you can like, feather the treadle. Which is like the clutch basically that engages the hammerhead. And if you just slowly bring it down, it'll just do little tippy taps. But if you yeah jam on the hammerhead or on the treadle, it'll do full strikes and smash the shit out of stuff. And I so Yeah,
4: that's the best part about self contained hammers. Well not, not all I've, of them do that though. That's the problem. Hmm. I've used the same axe and an yang's and the other one. What was the other one at the Center for Middle Arts? And I amazing. love that fact. No. Yeah. None of that, and I, I use a nasal, but I'm not, I'm not. I'm talking about the other. There's another there's Samac, there's AnYang, and then there's I forgot the name of the other one. No, 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 Little no. Air no, air. no a, a, the newer self-contained uh, power, uh, air hammers. Oh, okay, and yeah, that's the know. best part. Is the best part is you can feather. You know, you have such an incredible amount of control. But the yeah, the AnYangs are really, really nice. Really nice. Yeah, the range of
2: control was very, very interesting because I was forging under a 165, and I was even like very easily. Able to pull like the heel down on a knife just by little doing little taps, but then when I was forging billets, I was able to smash on it like soup like hit really hard. Uh, so that was fun to play with that and not only get that experience, but also teach my friend how to use uh, a power hammer and teach some Damascus stuff. Uh, hanging out with Neil too, Neil Kamimura. So we we did a bunch of traveling for whatever the last week and a half. But yeah, been home. Um, it's good to be home. Good to be with the family again. First thing I did was just grab my kiddo and give him a great big squeeze, which was great. Um, and then I, this week in the shop, um, I, I feel like I've been, it's like regular stuff, but I feel like I've been super productive. Did a bunch of heat treating, uh, on knives. I, uh, what, oh yeah. On my Patreon, I did a, an interview with Peter Swarsbert, who's like a, a woots. Um, a master of woots he's been making woots steel for like 20 years um this is the first time he's ever had like anybody's like talked to him about his woots making oddly um but uh what else uh that one that was like a four-hour chat too by the way oh (laughs) my god and the audio got all fucked up like right in the middle um, so we're gonna split it into a couple episodes. Um but yeah, it was it was uh... you could play
3: some music in that in that bit. You could play some some
4: of the Wootz Tang Clang. <laughs> Wootz oh. Tang Clang. Wootz tang, like tang Clang. Wootz Tang Killer Blue, yeah that's the name of the podcast. Wootz Tang Clang. That's what you said. <laughs> tang clang.
2: And uh yeah, so got blades he or did that, did a Q and A also for the Patreon, got a bunch of blades treated. Um I got a, a couple knives finished ground and just in the last couple days and so uh yeah it's just feeling super productive taking a lot of video uh that i can turn around and put together i just took a video of like how i do my s grinding um where the camera is just kind of like over my shoulder like (laughs) as if somebody was standing with me in the shop watching over there over my shoulder so um so yeah Been pretty productive this last week. It feels good, and next week, cool, I'm going to be super lazy, (laughs) because it's my kids' midwinter break, and uh, and so we got the family uh, lake house. Uh, We're going to go up and spend the week there, um, just kind of lounging around and hanging out and relaxing and chilling together.
4: That'll be nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So, Jeff, just before we came on, um, we were on camera.
3: I can see you've been beat up
4: pretty bad. What's been going on? Oh, uh, you want? Uh, I have a f- uh, well. Here, you can so Morocco can see. You see this thing on my nose? Oh yeah, yeah. Did you get punched? So, well, actually, I did get punched. So the story st- <laughs> The story, the story starts. Uh, a couple days ago, I got a message from a friend of ours who is involved with this political campaign, a local political campaign. And they wanted me and this other friend of ours to meet with this political person who is going to start a campaign for a higher office in the in the county. And I was just like, "Why me?" And they said, "Well, you know, you, you know, we, we're trying to look for people like you, and you know, you sphere of influence, and blah blah blah." So in the in the beginning, I'm just like, "I don't like this. I don't like politicians any, anyway, and I stay away from local politicians because it's like it's just there's no." Yes. I don't get any... Yeah. There's no benefit for me. And, and, and also, they're all, they're all fucking scum. They're just like, <laughs> you know... They're, all, they're all, all awful. So, But in my mind, I'm thinking about you, Mareko, and I'm thinking about Craig. And I'm thinking about the listeners. And I'm thinking, I need something new to talk about on, on the podcast. You're thinking you can get out of this ticket if you run for local council. That's is, all you're this thinking. This is zero. This is nothing to do with the ticket. The ticket is... I still have to appear in front of the judge on the 4th of March. Don't worry. I, the t- separate things. So I think I need new content for Knife Talk. So I should go to this political. And it was a. It was a. We're going to go to a bar. Me and this other guy were in the in this politician, and we're going to talk about their politics and their candidacy and the campaign and what we can do for them. And I'm thinking to myself, here I'll do it for the show. I'm going to do it for the show. So we 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 agreed to a time at this bar. And the person showed up half an hour late, which is already a big strike for me. That's just like, you know, a terrible. My friend who is already just happy to be out of the house is like drinking beer and I'm having a couple beers <laughs> and so we sit down with this person and you know she does a she gives us the the spiel of her background and her history and the politics and she goes into politics and I'm thinking this reminds me of something, and I'm listening, and I'm trying to be present. And this reminds me of being on the full blast podcast, and I'm like, wow, this is really. And next thing you know, I'm just like, this is fucking so boring. And 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 then and then just I think, like the full blast podcast, just like the full blast podcast. And I think, nice, a good one. And I think to myself. How did I possibly think that this is going to be good for the for knife talk? This is mm-hmm. and I'm listening and I'm nodding and I'm just like looking at the clock and I'm like I gotta get the fuck out of here and then my friend is just happy to be out of the house so he's like asking these inane questions and I'm looking at him like dude, we're going to be here forever if you keep asking these questions and she's looking like, you know, it went fine and I asked some questions and stuff like that and at one point, you know, I said, "Okay. Well, you know, and then I try to wrap it up like I wrap up the show. Oh, Yeah. Well, you said said a lot and, you know, thanks for your time and, and oh, and then she goes, "Oh, I didn't finish my drink." I'm like, oh, "Jesus Christ." So we're there for another 45 minutes. Oh, it was gosh. like I I turned to the bartender and just like, I went up to get a my friend wants a drink and I'm getting seltzer water. And I turned to the bartender and I'm like, "You have got to get me out of here. You got to whatever, I got to get me out of here." And she was great. She was nice, but at the same time it was like the whole thing of like, you know, idealism is great except for you got to deal with these you know, bureaucrats and all this bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, "Eh, what do you want from me? And then, well, maybe you would help. I'm like, oh, as soon as she says, maybe you would help knock on doors. I'm like, yo, you got the wrong, there's (laughs) just no way. I mean, you got the, you got the wrongest guy. You got the wrongest guy. So my friend wanted to keep drinking. And I was like, I got to get out of here. So I got home and I'm irritated. And it was such a waste of time, a waste of time. And it was like kind of a waste of time. Mm. Whatever. So I'm getting into bed and I take off the sheet I, you know, take off the sheet, the corner of the sheet, and I get into bed. And I don't know how you guys get into bed, but I grab with my right hand, I grab <laughs> the the, I grab the duvet and the and the sheet, and then w- my whole body kind of like twists so I can twist, twist uh, to the to the to the left. Are you on the right side or the left side of the bed? I'm on the I'm on the left side of the bed. If you're standing. You're so closest
3: the to the door or closest a uh, further away from the door.
4: What? what, thing, what is I'm the, just trying to. I'm just trying so to picture the whole I'm, scene I'm here. I'm painting the picture. What you wearing? I get into what bed, you wearing? I, I get in the bed. What you wearing? I, gra- <laughs> I, grab the fucking sheet with my right hand and I tr- twist my whole body to the left. Yeah. And I guess I lost the grip, and I punched myself so hard in the face, I I thought <laughs> I broke my nose. Uh, Holy I swear shit. to God. I sort of got. I fucking started. I almost started. I was like, "Oh my!" Are you, I was, are you sleeping uh, under lead blankets? How heavy are those? Fucking no, things? I was. While well, my wife tucks the sheets in fucking tight, oh. you know, so I am like pulling, but my hand slipped and I punched myself so hard in the face that like I had <laughs> tears running down my eyes. I was like, "My!" I woke my kid up. My kids like, "Are you okay?" And I am just like, "I am like, oh my god!" I am like trying to pull it together. I punched myself so hard in the face. I was like, "This is the perfect ending." To an awful evening. I'm tired. I'm irritated. I got nothing out of it. And I punched myself in the face. So what did your wife think you you were doing? She was just like... like you shouted she, and she was She She's just out. like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, hell. And I got blood coming down on my face. <laughs> oh, oh, and I'm wow. just like, hell, I just punched myself in the face. And she goes, what? What? And I try to explain it. And it sounds so ridiculous. And we're trying to to get back to sleep. And I'm just like... And I woke up this morning and my fucking head hurts. And I... Never thought the I. I, I mean, it was just like I could never be a boxer. I could never be. I mean, <laughs> I, I fucking cracked myself so hard in the nose. I, you could see, you saw that mark. It was yeah. like, ter- I'm surprised I'm a black eye. Jeez, so that was impressive. my last 24 hours. Thanks to you guys. This is all nice. your fault. You know, I could well, have gone, yeah. to bed Sorry. at a normal p- time, and I could have thought maybe you know this is fine. And I didn't make an ass thank, thank of myself you for your service
3: counselor thank
4: yeah well forget, <laughs> I mean it's just like lose I left I left with you know the last thing I said was lose my phone number it was like don't <laughs> you know, don't fucking you know don't ask me and they you know they were like maybe you could like get a party together and I could talk to your friends I'm like get out oh, I'm getting out of here get yeah. me out of here politics folk forget it man I'm not interested oh, but she's very nice I wish her all the best of luck but I mean it's just like you know it's enough already Karma came straight back to hit me oh, I punched myself in the face like an <laughs> idiot, hard. You saw that fucking thing on my nose. I'm surprised I a black eye. So that's it.
2: There you go. I think the closest I've ever come to doing that. I I had a I was at a friend's house. I was using the bathroom, and then I was. They were like scratching on the door or something, trying to be like ridiculous. And so I go to surprise the shit out of them. Yeah, but I got my foot down at the bottom, so I don't open the door too far and hit myself in the face. Well, I apparently leaned forward just a little bit, and I smashed my face with the fucking door. My eye <laughs> oh. started bleed. My eyelid right above my, uh, my right eye started bleeding
4: like crazy. I felt like such a goddamn idiot. <laughs> More than... Punching yourself in the face, tucking yourself into bed. <laughs> I mean, there's no. I mean, I, I literally was like this. I mean, I I never done anything like that in my life. So, yeah, I can't say how that. Welcome hit to myself. the club.
1: Oh, Jeez. Jesus! There <laughs> you go. Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to evenheat-kiln.com. You
4: all need an even
3: heat, and we can get your money off, obviously. If you go to knifetalk.net forward slash heat, that'll take you to Soul Ceramics. So we'll get $75 off and free shipping in the U.S., and that's just automatically applied to your order. You don't have to do anything else. Okay, shall we do some questions from the public?
4: Well, before, I just want to let you know what we have, okay? Yes. We have some listener feedback. We have some tough scenarios. And last week, I called for... Thanks to nice handmade knives, had the idea of suggesting to ask the listener, uh, what's the most bizarre custom knife request you've ever gotten?" And I thought that they were going to be, you know, it was a throwaway bit. Our listeners have some deranged, deranged customers. And I just, (laughs) we can sprinkle that in whenever you want, so. Okay,
3: okay. Well, let's start with maybe two or three questions and we'll work our way through. Right. Do you want to take the first one?
4: Okay, um, this one comes from McLeod, McLeod Atona, L- Lado uh, sorry my brother, um, <laughs> this is from Marcelo. <laughs> this is from Marcelo. hey guys, this is Marcelo from <sighs> Maladatado Knives, <laughs> I'm sorry, I have a question for you. When forge welding, besides being clean and well greased, what kinds of surface... Do you say is better for good welds? Do you want a rough 36 or 60 grit, or smooth 240, th- 320 grit, um, or does it not matter at all? Thanks, guys. Love the show. Cheers from Mont Video, uh, Uruguay, 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 Uruguay. Thanks, Marcelo. Sorry about your name. I'm in, I apologize. Uh, degreased. I think you meant as what you said. Oh, Clean degreased. And I apologize. Degreased. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, how do you prepare your steel for forge welding, Morocco? Uh, I think it's M. Ladato, by the way. There you go, M. Ladato. Uh,
2: I don't clean any, at least on my initial billet. So when you're stacking up the plates, I don't clean anything. Even They even have like little burrs from being sheared. and I don't mess with any of that. I don't care about that. But I'm also very comfortable with my process, and it works. Uh, I completely understand wanting to run them over across a machine. Uh, to clean off any weird burrs or uneven surfaces or whatever, you don't have to get crazy though. Um, and if I were to do that with mine, I just hit it with like a used 60 grit belt just to take those burrs off so they laid a lot flatter and tighter to each other. Um, 36 is a little rough, 240 is way overkill. Um, although you would after maybe maybe you're making a mosaic Damascus and um and you're getting to like the last weld or two before you tile or even at tile or getting ready to tile your billet i would clean up the surfaces to probably around 220 240 um because the cleaner and tighter those surfaces uh mate up they're going to weld together a lot easier as well um at the at the the previous rounds of welding, it's not you, you know you're usually crushing down a stack of like four and a half inches tall by, or at least for me four and a half inches tall, inch and a half wide, five inches long, and you're smashing it down from four and a half inches down to like a half an inch. So it's going through a lot of reduction, but at the very end you're going through less reduction, um especially if you're doing like an angle tile or something like that. That's only maybe five eighths of an inch thick. Um, And you're probably reducing it down to maybe a quarter of an inch or just under a quarter of an inch to do either stock remove or then forge. Um, And so it's going through less reduction, and you want to make sure those surfaces are a lot cleaner. Uh, I've heard of people taking the surfaces up to even like 1,200 grit, but that's a little much in my opinion. Um, But you are removing all the mill scale. Yeah, on successive rounds. Yeah, I'm always at, like, yeah. So I'm removing the forge scale um, after uh, rounds of forging. Uh, but even on the first round, uh, even on the bar stock that I'm, I'm I'm doing my initial billet layup, I don't I don't worry about the mill scale at all. Oh, huh? Never, never. I never have, and I probably never will. Hmm. Yeah. There we go. There you go.
4: Look at you. Look at me
3: all right okay should jesse bergen has got the next one um again on instagram um they've contacted us um via dm at knife talk podcast and jesse bergen says any good shop vac recommendations uh, my cheap one just shit just quit on me um shop vacs um so i assume you just mean like a normal sort of vacuum that you can use to, you know, just to pull around and you know and just and just pull up dust as opposed to like a dust collection system yeah
4: i use my shop vac as a dust collection system mm. for I, everything I, or I, just wood? for just wood i don't use it for i don't that's one thing we should just re- re-bring up is you you, you don't want to use the same dust collection system for steel and wood at the same time that's how you get like massive yeah. fires so but i use it. Oh. i just get a you know, at Home Depot, I have a Home Depot uh, shop vac. Hmm.
3: Yeah, my, yeah, I've just my, my shop vac that I just pull round. It's just like a what we call a Hoover. Is just yeah, just a, a crappy, um, yeah Henry. You know those little Henry things. This is one of them, um, without any bag in it at all, so we can just empty it out, dump it out quick. Um, but when it, when we we're talking about dust collection, they said not to use the same. I've always been like that. But I've just got a new system, which I'm halfway through installing now, where I can use... I don't have to change things out. So I can use it for wood and for steel.
2: Ooh!
3: Um, so basically, I have a aluminium like, duct-in pipe, um, which is in front of like two grinders and, and a buffer as well. So there's three sort of us in there so they, they pull up. Um, that goes straight to a... Um, not a pump but like a fan you know that'll that'll you know suck everything in um but then rather than go into a bag um this just gets dumped straight outside into the air just everywhere and just sort of filters off into the atmosphere um so what that means is I don't have to worry about if I'm just doing wood then I'm using metal there's be you no know, sparks to cause a fire cuz there's, there's there's no sort of debris left at all it, all, it literally just vents straight out um, to the outdoors,
4: so. you're just shitting it out the just shitting it out <laughs> just the window shitting it
3: out, just shitting it out exactly well, yeah
4: you 're not worried about like some like uh fuzzy you know like all of a sudden you have like a rusty bush, <laughs> I beg your pardon
3: um no, no, I mean where it's going, it 's going we 've got a bit of a sort of a, a field here that my shop backs onto, and it literally just goes out onto the onto the grass, and you know the the little that i 've done you know over the last week or so what's I've been installing this. Um you can't see it you can't even see any where where any dust has gone it's just into the atmosphere it just goes phew, blows out um so yeah so that's uh, it seems to be working quite well
4: nice if you're in a neighborhood you probably don't want to be shitting it out the window you
3: know no, yeah if you've got neighbors you probably don't want to be doing that <laughs> they, they you know they've got their washing <laughs> hanging on the line and this yeah <laughs> rusty uh, yeah steel filings you don't you certainly don't want that no but uh, yeah if you're in the middle of nowhere I uh, um it, you know, have yeah, got the, the job window. of yeah, yeah, basically that's all it's doing. It's just it's just a big pipe coming through coming through a wall, and pff, off it goes. Hmm. Anyway, shop they were talking about shop vacs. Anyway, so what what are you using, Morocco?
2: I'm using a Craftsman uh, from Sears, and Sears I pretty sure has a pretty good uh, policy with Craftsman equipment. Um, but I would suggest uh, buying one from somewhere that has a good return policy um like from costco or even you can buy like the bonus like extended warranty from lowe's or home depot that goes along with it um i know i've used lowe's in the past um with extended warranties and i've literally just brought a thing back just before the warranty was about up and i swapped out for a new one Mm. like it just covers it so nice that that would be my
4: move or just fuck it out the window that's I think. That's that's the best. That's fine. <laughs> I think that's the best answer <laughs> of all time. All my, I'm thinking of like your, your. Don't you still have sheep? I'm thinking about your like your sheep. We don't. Walking. We don't anymore. Oh, yeah. I thought you like your sheep would get like a blast but, of this, this like, is G10. This is
3: dust. This is literally just going up into the up into the sky. It's just going out into the air. And honestly, you you can't if you look under the pipe, you can't see where where stuff has been flung. Now, I
4: love G10. We all know I love G10. I don't think anyone yeah. loves G10 more than me. I I'm, <laughs> I I don't think anyone does. If I was was if I was fucking G ten out the window, I would have to like I'd have like cancer patients lined up at the door because of be, you can't or like, like a fucking pink and yeah. I'd have a pink and blue bushes outside. Yeah,
3: but I'm I'm twenty foot up in the air as well. Remember, I'm above my shoulder. How How'd I remember that
4: from <laughs> your Shot? Oh, on yeah, your 20 you wouldn't foot know. Yeah, you wouldn't
3: know. You wouldn't know. Um, but but yeah, so I'm twenty foot up, and this pipe just literally just goes out of the. And it, honestly, there's nothing underneath the pipe on the floor. It it all just. Disappears into the air. The French are going to find out. They're, they're going to be like, oh,
4: <laughs> he's fucking out the window.
2: <laughs> My <laughs> industrial waste. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's anything I need to worry about. I think mm-hmm. we're fine. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna Have you not been seeing those articles about microplastics like being found in layers of snow in the Swiss Alps? Yeah, and shit I like know. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're contributing yes. to that, Craig. Yeah. I, I thought you were th- on this uh- whole sustainability kick.
4: This is dust (laughs) I can't do anything with it I can't do
3: anything with this at all It's dust You
4: could cast it And to make some sort of like Shit block (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not into that I'm afraid Not into it (sighs) Okay
3: before I'll do one more question And maybe we'll go into Some strange requests That (laughs) our our (laughs) listeners have had (laughs) (laughs)
5: shit (laughs) block
3: If you could just phone me up And ask for a shit block To be made (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hello, Craig from
4: Chop Knives. How can I help you? Hi, yes. Uh, I'm. Uh, my name's Jeff, and I'm looking to have a knife made. Oh, really? Okay. Um, have you got any ideas for the handle material that maybe you'd like? What uh the... What do you have lying or do you have lying around? I mean, or do you have do you have nothing any much I, I just fucking it all out the window. There's nothing hanging <laughs> around. <laughs> spludge it everywhere. Do you have any, have any livestock around? Do you?
3: <laughs> I, I don't anymore. I'm afraid they all they all died of, died of lung cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure we should be joking about shit like this. Really, Uh,
4: you killed them all. You killed the sheep. All right, sorry. So (laughs) let's
3: go with a let's go with a a request. Um, One of the requests that we've received.
4: um, (laughs) Okay, so uh, shout out once more to Knife Nice Handmade Knives, who asked that we do this new bit, saying, "What's the most bizarre custom request you've been given? You know, what your customers ask you bizarre quests." So Hmm. it starts off easy. And then it goes downhill from here. Uh, Nick Hershey says, I was asked to make a sequoia tree knife a few months ago. And then yesterday, someone asked me to make a pine tree shaped knife. What the, what WTH? That seems perfectly normal. Nick, you're, 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 you're so far so good. Then our boy KLB sent a message. He says a cheese knife, not too weird, but what he wanted was basically a fancy putty knife that was sharp on the flat end. That's the only thing I've ever made that I was embarrassed to send out. <laughs> KLB. <laughs> Benjamin Mullen says, I was asked to make Damascus lawn darts and to keep it yes. under $100. That's a fucking... Lawn <laughs> darts? What are lawn darts? Oh, God. You don't know about lawn darts? Lawn darts were something from the 80s. And they're giant darts. Like, you throw darts, you know, playing cricket or whatever. But the darts were the lawn darts were like... Maybe thirteen inches long. They were like big, oh, wow. and they were huge. Easy. And you what you do is you'd make—I <laughs> don't know how they figured this one out. You'd make like a ring in the lawn, and then you'd throw it up in the air and try to get it to land in the ring. Oh, well, fuck. everyone that, that was getting sound
5: it.
3: safe. Absolutely,
4: everyone's getting it in the face. Like everyone's yeah. just getting hit in the face. I remember as a kid, we were they were playing lawn darts, and I remember seeing it go through a kid's cheek. They Ooh, were yo. like. The worst Ladies. idea of all time. It's not. Yeah. It's like everyone's sitting on different sides, and you're throwing. You're just like flinging these darts in the air, and people are like getting it in the noodle. So they were. Uh, that was uh, that was one. Okay. So that's Benjamin Mullins. Uh, then we go into uh, Joel Shepard says the weirdest request. A friend asked me how much I would charge to forge a wood stove for them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Um, from one solid block as well well yeah speaking of which if you want to know who makes wood stoves dear river craftsman Mark Peacock used to make wood stoves with his uncle in Canada listen to the full blast podcast he tells you all about it so then all of a sudden I got a message from our good friend uh, at doghouse forge doghouse forge said a customer emailed emailed us and asked if we worked with human bone He referenced our handles with giraffe and wildebeest bones and wanted to know if we'd do something similar with a human bone. That's a hard no. Is he supplying the bone? I I, I think that they just basically... I mean, his his wife Emily sent it in. So she's like, I didn't really go into it, but I mean, she was like, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then Trojan Horse Forge said, the strangest request lately I've gotten from a customer is to build a handle... Out of the ashes of their burned down ha burned down house, there was no wood left, just charcoal. I guess this one would be a resin cast. So it's just basically what you're doing, Craig, when you're shitting it out the window, <laughs> just <laughs> just cast all the cast it all shit block. They basically wanted him to make a shit block. All right, so then uh, then we had um, and stop me if you ever you know if you have any you want to go into it. Uh, North Mountain Knives says I've had two guys ask me to make knives from deceased relatives surgical bolts slash plates or whatever Oh, i declined both hell. times hell what's wrong with people
3: jesus
4: okay now we're gonna get a little bit now we're starting to get into all right so finite our friend leonardo lee who is a new father uh, says as per the new segment of strange requests i was once asked by a friend of a friend who asked me um, if i kink shame I said I never shame people who want to give me money, and it turns out they wanted a knife for something they call knife play, which is when you use the knife to stimulate your other partner during you know, blah blah, blah. Oh jeez. I ended up Christ. making them a mirror polished <laughs> knife out of a bronze with bronze and fairly thick rounded curved ribbed handle. So her pleasure. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Alright, now we're getting into it. Are you gonna to wanna to keep going or you wanna Just after, let's just take a moment just to to
3: appreciate what about that last word from Leonardo. Let's listen to a sponsor.
1: Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KnifeTalk15. Do
4: it now! Do it now.
3: You know I can't get ribbed handle out of my head at the moment.
4: Well, I'm about to get <laughs> it right out of your head. I'm about to okay. get it. Right. So <laughs> okay. So strap yourself in. Colton Hampton says this is not a request for something weird. I took upon myself to make not a request, but something weird. I took upon myself to make for Mother's Day mm-hmm. last year. I made a. I made my wife a cheese knife. She had gotten some breast milk jewelry made, made in the past. So I pilfered the deep freeze and found frozen breast milk from when both kids were breastfeeding. I dehydrated them in the oven and mixed the powdered milk with epoxy to fill the tubes I used as pins. She thought it was great, but I definitely had some people raise their eyebrow at the concept. Love the show, excellent.
5: Jesus
3: Christ!
4: (laughs) Milk in the knife. (laughs) There's no need. (laughs) Uh, J Mode Knives says he added meal room. Somebody wanted to add meal worms to the resin in somebody's handle scales. <sighs> there we keep going. We're going to keep going. Uh, Stetson Forge says the weirdest request I've ever received was if, if I could somehow incorporate a customer's dead horse hooves into the handle. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. But, uh, why don't we do a phone call? A dead you horse
4: hooves. You want to do a want to want to do a call? Um, sure. Let's do it. Hello, this is Jeff from Fader Knives. Hello, Jeff. I, I understand you make custom knives. I certainly do. What can I do for you?
3: Well, um, it's a bit of a bit of a touchy subject. This. Hmm. Um, but literally just within the last hour. Um my 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 horse died.
4: Oh I'm so died. sorry.
3: I'm so and sorry. The, the first thing I thought I should do is maybe chop off a hoof. <laughs> just what? in case it's needed for something. And I thought why not a knife. So I thought maybe you're the man. Could you um could you use my
4: horse's hoof in a knife please? Well how would I how would I how would I incorporate? I don't even know how I would do something like that. This isn't going anywhere. This, I, I, this isn't going. Dad, anywhere. I don't know. I didn't even know where to go. I, I I thought, man, this is a good one to do a role play. I don't know. Sometimes they win. Sometimes we lose. Okay. Yeah. Uh, nay. Let's <laughs> let's. Uh, uh, this one is an anonymous knife uh, maker who says, "I got a custom request for someone who wanted Damascus sword, integrating a flashlight into the hilt." Oh wow. <laughs> And if you're under 18 and you don't know what I'm talking about, go ask your mom. She knows all about it. <laughs> well, f- funny enough, we were, I, I was talking to
3: my wife about a flashlight this week. Because Whoa. It came up on – we listened to a podcast in the car, and they mentioned a flashlight, and everybody's laughing. She was like, well, what's so funny about that? I said, well, do you know what a flashlight is? And she was like, well, like a flashlight, surely. So I, I had to Google a flashlight and show her what this thing was.
4: And. Um, <laughs>
3: I know what I've got for Christmas next year.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were only in quarantine for like five days. Jesus Christ, Craig. (laughs) You're like panic mode. Uh, Diego Le Pen says, not a knife, but I'm a leather worker. Uh, Bricklayer asked me to make a tool belt with pouches, kind of like Batman's. But it had to be made so it could also double up as a BDSM harness. I don't know what's worse—the idea of of him using all all the dirty work, or or with his wife, or using it at work. So, well, people are. Weird. I can't get more. Tell me what you want to do. We, we'll we'll come back.
3: sprinkle some back in later. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
4: Okay. Okay.
3: Ah, where are we? Uh, Louis Matthias. Matthias. Um, hey, guys. Um, here's a question. As a part-time bladesmith and with orders until the end of the year, it's been difficult to find time to prepare pieces to display at the annual knife fair in my country. How do you usually manage the calendar to reconcile orders with the pieces to take to exhibitions? Any tips? Uh, thanks in advance. And if you save me a bottle of Portuguese red wine, is promised for each of you. Nice. Um, obrigado. Keep up the good work um okay Louis Matias. um so yeah so he's got a show coming up um but he's struggling to get his orders out um i suppose moreko this is probably more more maybe for you because i know you exhibit at you know blade show and that or you have done in the past yeah i have in the past um how do you manage that i mean
2: you gotta kind of carve out the time honestly uh Mm -hmm. i i found i mean the first probably the first couple shows I was trying to balance doing both. And that just was not working. Um, and it sounds like he's having that same issue. And I realized w- w- when a show is coming up, I need to, I need to stop <laughs> and take time to focus on the work that I'm going to be taking to that show. Cause last thing you want to do is show up with work that isn't complete or, <laughs> or you only got one knife instead of maybe six or seven knives that you're trying to get on the table. Um, yeah, that would be. It's just time management and figuring out, you know, um, you know, how much time you need to build with what you want to take. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it
3: might. You may be able to speak to your customers and say, you know, if you've got some that have literally just been finished and they're and they're ready to ship, you may say to them, you know, would you mind if I held on to an extra week, um, so I could just sort of exhibit them at this at this knife fair, which they may be happy for you to do. Um but it's a good problem to have isn't it you know the fact that you know you you got so many orders you, you you can't keep any back for knife shows yeah because a lot of people that's why they do knife shows to sell more it seems if you don't really have that problem so yeah it's it's a good yeah. problem to have
2: and, and that's actually a good point i've i've done that in the past where i've held on to a customer's knife and taken it with me to a show um hmm. And it's great because when people are like, "Oh, I really like that knife," and they're, like, "Oh, sorry, that one's already taken." Like for all yeah. they know, it was somebody else at the show, and that they're because a common thing is for whoever, whoever that customer is that purchased it at the show will let you continue to display it throughout the rest of the show, um, so that you have something on your table. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I suppose it depends what your.
3: Um, why you wanting to exhibit and why you're wanting to show right. if it's purely to get more orders you're already there you know why take the time out of your yeah. you know when you're making That's money why point. take the time out to do that um but if it's a case you know to show your peers and that kind of thing and mix with others great but yeah but yeah maybe try that speedy customers say Look, would you mind if I just held on a bit
4: what do you think jeff anything
3: on
5: that
4: I, uh, there's nothing better than being organized. We've, we've organized ourselves now that we have a, a very tight list in regards to what I can do and how much time I have. And then that allows me to let the customers know when to expect the knife. And then there's, it's, it's, and then I'm on, and I keep on track. And then I, there's more data in regards to how many knives I can make in a certain amount of time. And then that kind of, you know, gives us an idea of, you know deadlines and stuff like that, but we have I we had a meeting this morning and we were kind of going over the list and I'm ahead I'm ahead by like two weeks, which is nice because I'm going to need it and mm-hmm. you know it allows me to kind of understand what's going to happen in the future and then there's never any like freaking out and I'm never in a position where uh, I'm over you don't feel overwhelmed you know because you know you also let your customers know when they expect to get it we we're constantly updating our you know our when the sending dates and when things to be when no one's surprised no one's surprised they have an understanding and then i'm keeping up with the i'm keeping up with my list and my organization and then i'm not feeling overwhelmed mm. so i i know you're sort of you're sort of managed a bit as well aren't you?
3: they give you a list of what you're doing this week well um, but, but do you get to see um like the, the longer tail of things do you at do, so least there's no chance of you getting overwhelmed um? do they do that on purpose? Your team with you? There? No. They just say, I, like, I've stopped. This being week overwhelmed. you're making these knives. I right, stopped okay.
4: being overwhelmed because it's just like you know. As lo- I'm not, you're only overwhelmed if you overextend your commitments. Like if you've committed to too many things, hmm. then that's different from saying, "All right, this is the pace I'm at. This is the pace that works. Everyone's cool with it. No one's screaming at me. Where's my knives? And you know, there's no. I'm not. You know, I'm being. I feel good. I feel like I'm in a, you know, a very good state. Now, in regards to me being managed, I look down the the pipe and sometimes there'll be two different knives that are similar enough that I should just like bump them, you know, bump one in just to kind of get it out the door, you know, right. it makes it a little easier for me. But no, I I think the most important thing is to be as organized as possible. And also, you know, everyone's clear, you know, there's no, every, we're very transparent in regards to when things go out and, you know, won't well, be people get if people get excited. They get excited, but I mean, I don't. Yeah. I also don't commit to like. I would, I would I wouldn't commit to. Like, here's the thing: is like for Maker's Camp, I was I, next year I might try to have some friction folders and some forge shit, but I just I just don't budget my time in to do that. You know, and and that becomes the problem. But when you budget your time and and organized, it's the best, and, <laughs> and you don't feel bad.
3: There we go,
4: Louis. Um Jonathan
3: Griffiths. Um, Hey, when texturing a stock removal knife, wouldn't that cause minor gaps around the scales as the stock isn't flat anymore? Um, he says I can't wrap my head around the scale fit up at all. Um, yeah, I completely yeah, I completely see what you mean there, Jonathan. And I'm not a big fan of, of you know, stock removal knives that have been textured really. Um, you know, especially when you know, some people putting hammer marks and that kind of stuff into it, you know, to make it look as if it's almost been forged. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of that, um, but yeah, I completely see. I always think that when I see a textured blade, I always think that fitter probably isn't the best around. You know, where the, where the scales are joining that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I complete, I'm completely with you. But you know that that's a style thing. i my 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 case, I like things to be sort of clean looking. Um, you know, some people do it really nice, but um, yeah, when people go really crazy with with texture, and I, I find it very strange.
4: Strange strange you find it strange i
3: find it strange i just i don't know i i it it doesn't seem sort of pure to me to add in stuff that that it's not really required you know right you know it's it it's it's stylistic thing for me maybe so you guys what do you think what do you think brecco
2: i i think that often um Maybe, well, I, I, so it sounds like the issue is if you're doing a full tang knife. Uh, and I, But I, often I feel like what I see these this texture work being done on are actually hidden tang. Um, so y- you don't have to worry about the handle fit up. You just have the bottom shoulders of the blade where it transitions to the tang to go into the handle. Um, I think Jonathan's in the full tang clan. Full tang clan. He's talking right. full tang. Full yeah. tang clan. Okay. So then I would... Just and try to be careful not to texture uh, where the tang is going to go. Yeah. I mean, I think that's about all you can do. If you do get a little texture in there, then maybe you make sure there's a little extra glue. Um, but other than that, there's there's not much else you can really do. Just try to be careful not to texture in that area.
4: And that's it. I mean, I did one. For, I made a knife for Allison, and I wanted to throw some texture on it just to try to see see how it looks a lot with stainless steel i've been fooling around with adding texture to stainless steel and then putting stainless steel into the into the ferric chloride and you know getting you know hitting it with the wire brush and all sorts of different kind of techniques and and i just kind of mark out where the the scales are going to go and then i stay the fuck away from it and i don't yeah. i haven't had any problems with uh, the glue the, the texture I mean, if, obviously if i'm staying away from it there's not going to be any weird scale issues, but right. yeah, Mareko's right. If you're doing a full tang knife, there's no reason to texture the tang unless you're unless you, you know, banana the tailpipe texture the whole bar before you <laughs> before you uh, <laughs> you know cut it all out.
5: Yeah.
4: Okay. Cool. Ah, uh, where are I, we? Got, I got one that Actually, we kinda of skipped over. Cool.
2: Go okay. for Mareko. Uh, this is from I think it's Canon Cannon knife and tool uh, he says, hey guys, I, I've i been having a problem with my ferric etch lately. My blades are coming out kind of chalky and gray mm-hmm. instead of black like they used to. Any idea on what is going on? I've been using the same steel this whole time, and ferric, uh, and the ferric is only three months old. So uh, it, after three months, it shouldn't be doing anything weird. The only thing I can think of um, is that if you are not rinsing the baking soda water solution uh, or whatever you're using to neutralize, so you pull the knife out of the acid and then you usually neutralize it with something. If you're not rinsing that off before you go back into the ferric, you're reintroducing that neutralizing agent into your acid and that's going to start messing with it. And so that is the only thing I can imagine um, is happening there. So I hope that helps. There
4: you go. There we go. Nothing there. Okay.
2: Um,
3: I mean, what you could use is something like uh, Dharma Steel, which is the best stainless steel um, if you're looking for you know, a, a patterned stainless steel. Um, and we can get you a discount. Of course we can. If you go to dharmasteel.se, um, when you sign up and place your order, if you use Knife Talk, you'll get 10% off. Um, and also go follow them on Instagram because you get lots of inspiration there. People are using Dharma Steel for all sorts of really, really cool stuff. Some jewelry this week I've seen as well. Look really really cool. So yeah, and duds, is dumbest...
4: clothes too, shirts and clothes, pants. Really? You got, they, yeah, They just have, they got a whole line of clothes, fashion. Damn. You get some oh, wow. steel <laughs> okay. pants and some steel shirts and hats and stuff. Get yourself get looking like a looking like a real damasteel person. There we go. Get
3: layered up. There. Oh, that's a strap line for them, isn't it? Get layered up with our with our. Oh, look
4: at you. All of a sudden, you're like you like the guy. You like uh
3: Steel Lab on Instagram. There we go.
4: Look at you get layered up. Oh god. <laughs>
3: they can they can have that. If we start seeing that this week now on Instagram, uh, I need a cat. Pear, pear he's squeeze you again, Pear. <laughs> Let, let's call Pear up
4: live on the show now and we <laughs> you know do the elevator pitch room. Listen, between horse <laughs> horse hoof knives and stuff like that, let's just talk about all right.
0: At Parker our purpose is simple.
4: Well, uh, I have a tough oh. scenario from our friend Tom Moss, who just was recently retired from the Coast Guard. Congratulations to Tom. Uh, Tom says, good. if you could take a year off from your responsibilities slash employment, bills are covered, money's in the bank, debt-free, spouse's blessing, and no orders to fill, what would you do to improve yourself and your craft? There you go, guys. Mm. Wow. Wow. What would you do? Ooh,
3: that's a very good Proof question. Improve
4: yourself. And this your is specifically pay. to improve ourselves and our or craft. Or whatever. I mean, specific, guys, you guys get a little bit too, like, you know, nickel and dime with some of these <laughs> questions. Yeah, <We> answer the, <laughs> whatever you want. Okay. Okay. Um, I'd have to
3: take my wife and kids with me. It wouldn't be a case of me just taking well, off for a year because it'd, it'd be horrible. It'd be horrible without them. So um, we'd... I'd love to come to the states and come and visit um, a few makers, that kind of thing. You know, part holiday, you know, and then just pop in and see a few people. I've got, I've got a few friends that you know from school days, that kind of thing, there in the states as well. Um, so yeah, I'd love to do that actually. Um, so yeah, if it was a year out, and you know, you know, if you've got a year, it's not a holiday, is it? You know, you you sort of settle into life a bit more, don't you? You know, you're on holiday. You know, that first sort of two or three days, you're like, what the what's going on. Then, but you know, once you get comfortable, then you're like, Oh no, I'm going home soon. But you know, if you've got a year, you've got time to sort of live the life a little more. So, um, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think I would go to the States actually and, um, you know, visit a few people and, you know, take in the sights.
4: Who would you visit? I wouldn't fucking visit you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the <a> right answer. you <laughs> no, welcome, you flea bag. <laughs>
3: Um, Yeah, I think that would be cool. What what would you do, uh, Morocco? Uh,
4: I would have to take
2: the family as well, and we would go to Italy. Nice.
5: nice. Eat
2: our way around. Learn how to make some pizza. Yeah, eat it. Wait wait a second. (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) I'll teach those motherfuckers a thing or two. Hey, uh, Alfredo will be listening. And uh, <laughs> no, actually, the fatso. The fatso. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'd probably try. We try, you know, visit some makers and people we know. My wife has friends that mm-hmm. live there. She she absolutely adores Italy. I've never been to Europe actually, uh, really? or anywhere. Outside. I've been to like uh, Canada, parts small, like parts of Canada. U.S. and South Korea. That's that's the extent of my travel. My wife has traveled around the entire world. She's been to every continent except for Antarctica, um, and she loves Italy. So, she's been putting up with my shit for a long fucking time. <laughs> and so, a year in Italy would be pretty amazing. I think.
4: Wow! Look at you giving back. Nice, nice, Jeff. What you do? You got a whole year. I'm gonna. I have. It was. A, it's. It'll have to be a two pronger for me because I. I would have to. See, I want to do just straight blacksmithing, no knife making. Like, I really want to get into hammer making more. Actually, this week, and I'm so excited. This Sunday, I'm going to make, I'm forging two hammers. I can't wait. I'm just, I would love to get into just back in the day when I was doing stuff with Uri Hoffee and Fred Christ. I want to do traditional blacksmithing techniques and stuff like that. That's number one. Number two is, I need to, I need some intensive painting techniques. I need some pe- intensive t- painting classes. Like I want to go to like an atelier. I want to I really want to like understand painting and understand uh painting to, you know drawing two-dimensionally and I really need to take some painting classes. Bad. What is atelier? Like a like a-, a, like a like a painting school. Like a real right. French. My dad spent a lot of time in 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 Paris after World War 2. And he learned how to paint in France, and he yeah. Became but but I, that's there. what
3: I was thinking. Atelier, I, I, I you, you see, that just means maker over here. So everybody's not atelier, atelier. So, atelier, atelier. Yeah. So you, so it's, it's like specific sort of like centers you can go I, to. I atelier.
4: don't know, but I mean, I just remember him telling me, you know, the, all telling him his, the stories of, of learning how to paint in France, and you know, he would, you know, I I I would like to have it a an, an intensive painting life. I would love that. Hmm. I, nice. picture, I picture my old age. I picture it with, like, this big... I can tell you what my shop looks like already. It's this giant white room, and there's a big table, like, the way... I have my tables in my shop, and I want giant canvases. Like, I want, like, 12 of them, and I want, like, light coming in from the ceiling. And I totally... I have white floors and white walls and paint all over the place, and then the table's covered... What's happening
3: with all your blacksmithing dust? Has that just been...
4: This is a different space. Out the window, different, like mine, fuck, it? yeah. It's fucked out the window. It's all fucked out the window. <laughs> but I totally know exactly the kind of painting, and I want the space. I want the walls to be very high because the thing about painting and sculpture and art is people don't realize how important curation is. And I want the like the room to be the size of a gallery, and I want the wall. I want to be able to walk and look from a distance, and I I, I picture this very That's very. Interesting. Oh yeah, I've dude! I've never I thought of that. This
2: to to paint in the same kind of space in which the work is going to be displayed.
4: Well, when you're painting, the, the the stupidest part about drawing and painting is if you're drawing and you're painting, a lot of times you're tight to it, but you don't have, no, you don't let it breathe. And a lot of times, people don't realize how important curation is to the painting. Like you could have this incredible painting, but if it's hung shitty or hung in a lousy area. You can't understand it. So, like being able to walk pat back in my own, my first shop in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, I had this huge wall, and I could like paint something, and then I could walk back like almost like fifteen feet and twenty feet, and then I could like really kind of get a better sense of it. So, like I, I think about this stuff all the time. So, there you go, Tom.
3: You
4: go. You nice, go. nice. Okay, let's go.
3: Let's do another question. Maybe we can come back to um, any more dilemmas. Do we have?
4: Uh, we have some dilemmas. We have feedback. Okay. We still have some bizarre custom requests. They get okay, worse. Let's do, let's do another question in
3: between these then. Um, this is from um, Cass, uh, K-A-S on Instagram. AQDs, hey, what is your belt of choice? So far, I've been using standard red ceramics for pre-grinding and green alumina.
2: Alumina? Alumina.
3: Alumina, Alum- alumina you Americans, you
2: what do you mean weird? That's almost Aluminium. Aluminium. Yeah, okay. almost aluminum. Aluminium. The pronunciation <laughs> um, police is... A, after it. heat
3: treat. Um, especially the alumina belts wear fast and perform not very well. Um, the th- thinking about Cubitron for profiling and pre-grinding and blue zirconia after heat treat. Is that smart? Uh, cost is not my biggest concern. Quality and ease of use are... Mm. Okay. Cass, nice question. Um, that, that's a really good point, actually, at the end, that cost is not my biggest concern. Quality and ease of use are. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people look at sort of belts as being expensive. But when you think of your finished product, um, I think cost shouldn't, yeah, really shouldn't be your main concern. Because if you've got a well-performing belt, that gives you good quality. It's sort of, you know, cost is, is irrelevant. You know, it's like material costs.
4: I got to stop you for a second. Are you, sure. Do you move around when you talk in front of the mic? a little bit yes. yeah can you hear it somebody sent really? me a message saying last episode you're like you're going like this and you're yeah. and out of <laughs> you know what can I, I can tell you exactly what it Good, is Good. because somebody gave me fritz about it go ahead oh fuck. I'm in a spinny chair oh and I'm spinning around where's that now? I never well, used to stop fucking spinning
2: around the chair, like in a circle <laughs> sound, or side to side
4: yeah because you sound like this <laughs> so when I was going down the aluminum horse hooves and fucking out the window
3: Okay, that's okay. Next week, I should go back to my static chair. Okay, yeah, that's what it is. I'm in a spinny chair, so I'm probably, without even thinking right, about see? it, I'm probably moving off axis. Problem here. solved. There we go. Belts. Um,
2: what is your belt of choice? Uh, I fucking hate blue zirconia.
4: They're the worst. Oh, those are bad. with the ye- With the yellow stripe and with the yellow backing? The, the, yeah. the yellow collar behind I've
2: seen it with all kinds of different backings but the zirconia I feel like they cut great for about 20 seconds yeah and then because it's such a hard abrasive that it doesn't actually break down very nicely and what I love about the combat belts that we use is that what's called the friability the the abrasive breaking down it actually breaks down easily over use of the belt so that you're still getting fresh stuff I just blasted through. Uh, the finish grinding on a knife today in about 45 minutes, and it was with the ceramics. Started at 36, then 6120, and then I finished on a 220 uh, alumina oxide. But at that point, I'm not going blazing fast. I'm not removing a ton of material, so it doesn't have to be ceramic. Um, though they do have a ceramic blend, um, alumina oxide and ceramic blended uh, 220 belt. Um, yeah, I don't know. When it comes to so he meant he said something about what is it using a Cubitron to profile and and the pre grinding. So before you pre grinding before heat treat, right? So to profile, I just use a worn out belt. You, you don't need a super sharp belt to profile. In fact, it's probably it's really hard on the abrasive to be profiling. Um, your likelihood of just shearing the abrasive off is really high. Mm. So, you will just get sprayed as yeah, well. You just yeah, just get covered in abrasive. Also, I, as I understand, the Cubitrons are pretty expensive belts. They're like almost $20, which uh, he mentioned at the end. Cost doesn't matter. But that seems like a fucking waste. Uh, and so, yeah. So I, I use a 36 and a 60 if I'm going to do any primary grinding before I heat treat um, uh, combat. Uh, ceramic belts and then afterwards i go back to those exact same belts and i do most of my grinding with 36 um and then i follow with 60 120 220 and 400 sometimes but hmm. it's it's pretty simple progression
3: yeah I, i'm pretty much the same yeah old used belts for any sort of profile and that kind of stuff and then yeah greens up to then blues to maybe 600 800 um, and then on to hand sanding. Um, and I'm sure we'll use the same stuff for hand sanding. It's the best stuff. It's Wet by Indasa. Um, yeah, by far the best stuff. When you get to your hand sanding, you want to be using this stuff. Um, and we can get it cheap for you, obviously. If you go to texasfariosupply.com um, and use Knife Talk 10, you'll get 10% off your order. So not just your Rhinoette, um, but other stuff as well. So go take a look, com. And if you're in uh, Canada um you and you want to get belts you can go to dot um and you can get money off there as well so if you buy a 10 pack you'll get 10 percent off um so yeah if you want shipping in canada the place to go is com, and they do all sorts of stuff steel belts hand on materials tools forges kilns. they do the lot go take a look com. coffee Get
4: yourself some and even coffee, coffee. Rise even coffee. coffee. So
3: you can you can sit there in your dharma steel clothing, drinking your your maritime knife supply <laughs> coffee, loving life.
4: Probably warm your warm your maritime coffee in the even heat kiln. You probably could. You
3: probably oh, could. Okay. Yeah, which you've had, you know, from Soul Ceramics with your discount there yeah. as well.
5: Yeah.
3: Oh, nice. Where
4: will we? Jeff belts. I do the same thing. I I, I use the the shredder belts, and then uh, I grab whatever the after one twenty. I grab the cheapest, you know, whatever the the ones that are two bucks a piece. And I don't, I, I I do so much with the uh, the disc grinder. Like I don't really fool around too much with uh, for grinding knives uh 36 80 120 and then i go those are all ceramics and then i'm going to the disc grinder so i don't really futz too much with uh with anything else uh but then i use all the different you know more inexpensive 220 400 800 belts for the wood and the sharpening and stuff like that yeah
5: yeah
3: okay cool let's have another uh dilemma then maybe
4: dilemmas are bizarre you bizarreness um,
3: let's do a dilemma. Then we can do a bunch of um, okay. bizarre requests.
4: Okay. This one comes from. Let me see what we what we're gonna do here. Uh, okay. This is a good one. This is from uh, Zach. Zach Asbil. Zach Asbil. Uh, Zach As. Zach Asbil. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, hey guys, uh, I'm catching up uh, into the newer with the newer podcast, but I still have a. I have a dilemma. I work with a collective of makers under one name and recently a student from a class who is another local guy has started making one of our models of knives and just named it different. Where do we draw the line between inspiration, straight jacking or biting style? Obviously nothing in the knife game is new, just variations of older things uh, done with a modern twist. P.S. Marekko is a legend. And I appreciate all of you for doing this, especially Craig in the normal American Miss Annunciation. Didn't thank me. Thank you, too. <laughs> everybody thank but everybody <laughs> but me. Fine. It's fine. Zach, it's fine. I'm with you. Don't worry. So
3: somebody who he's working with in this collective is making an... What, what of our knives today? He
2: said a
4: student. He says a student is... Yeah, a student is... You know, a student is kind of making their knives... <clears throat> Under different names. Oh, right. Okay. They're just stealing the, they're just kind of uh, stealing. Let's just say they're they haven't extra influenced. They haven't developed their own voice. That's right. <laughs> Look nice. at you. Perfect. Uh, perfect. Uh, That's why yeah. you're the head of the Woot's Tang Clan <laughs> <laughs> They haven't developed their own voice.
3: That's nice. Um, I suppose it comes down to intention, doesn't it? I suppose if yeah. they're intentionally, they've they've they, they've decided right. I'm going to take this design and I'm just going to rip it right off. Um, that's you know that's clearly not not right. Um, but if you know, we're all influenced by. We, we talk about this every week. We're all influenced by everything that we see, and there's only so many ways you could make something short, sharp, and pointy. Um, so there's there's always going to be crossover with you know. With, with other people's work um, but yeah it's, it's down to intention that that's what I believe and you know if you know this person well enough you know what their intention is uh, and maybe if you know they're ripping somebody off maybe you say to them is, is this quite right particularly if they're a student you know you could maybe you know help them shape their own voice
4: yeah. I'm surprised that you say that every time you say that now that I'm now that I know that you're such a musician because is that mean that there's no more songs to be written silence stumped him no 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 of course there. of course
3: yeah so there i mean we say
4: we say that there's but again
3: that's down to it that's down to intention you could easily go and rip off somebody else's song or you know i'm sure any songs that i read are are right
4: you know are massively influenced by songs that i've
3: heard you you absorb all this but then you
4: get people like i mean think about like when nirvana came out or when you think about like these bands that like really came up with something new or i remember when i was a kid and guns and roses came out it was revolutionary. Guns N' Roses came out and we like, this is definitely not Van Halen. You know, it's like there are <laughs> yeah, people yeah. who like have these like epiphanies and then you realize that there isn't, you know, there is more than you just like, ripping people off. Yeah.
3: But I mean... Uh, I, I don't know what you want me to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just But, but, but th- we are i everything that we we sort of our senses take in, whether it's smell, sight, taste, whatever it is that's that's always informing us right. and giving giving us um that will show us what we like you know or we'll then form our own opinion oh we like this, we like this, so when we then go to create something, whatever it may be, it could be a drawing, it could be a piece of music, it could be a knife, whatever it is you you're going to sort of draw on on what you like. You know, you know, I, I hate, oh, you could say I hate, you know, 50s jazz. So if I sit down to write a song, I'm not going to write a 50s jazz song. I'm going to write a song which is of a style that I like. And I think any, any sort of creative endeavor, I think that's always going to be the same. You're always going to do what you're drawn to yourself.
4: And if your teacher is a 50s jazz teacher and he teaches you 50s jazz, you're going to ultimately start by learning 50s jazz. Yes, exactly. Yeah. What do you think, Marekko? Uh
2: I think they should have a non-compete clause in their uh, liability form that they have students, uh, you know,
4: sign. But how would you even – but then all of a sudden it's speculation. And then it's like – do you remember – I don't know if you guys remember when uh, – you guys are probably you – know, you were you were both of age when vanilla ice did sure, ice sure. ice baby and then everyone was saying you just stole under pressure from prince and or from queen and he goes no Ice it was is... <macaroniFORE laughs> <kişi GO> <morals> dun 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 mine is dun 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 you know just like i don't know if you ever saw that clip that could have been the dumbest clip of all time vanilla ice is trying to play trying to explain why his riff is different than queen's riff and it's just like uh. come on man i don't know i just don't know how you'd be able to do i don't know how you'd be able to copyright a design or Mm. i don't know how you'd be able to create something that prevents people because there's that idea of speculation you know there's so much that's like speculation there's so much that's like interpretive and you know you can you know silver tongue your way around almost anything right
3: well and how far does that go It's like well it's got a five inch handle it's got a pointy end well that's the same as mine you know it's you know how far do
2: you go sure Well, and I think, like you guys were saying before, intention does play a role. But I think if it, you know, maybe they can just talk to this guy. But if he wants to be a dick about it, then, you know, you obviously never give him a class again. Or maybe you, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you just chalk it up to, uh, you know, as a learning experience and make sure that <laughs> you try to do things different in the future. But hopefully this person is just, you know, this is a stepping stone. They took a class. This is a stepping stone. And they'll eventually develop their own style, their own voice, and, yeah. and move on. But,
3: but that hey, you listen to the show. So next time they're in the shop, just play this episode. Yeah.
4: Have play it queued up and ready. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I need yeah. you to come back by the shop. I got something on yeah, too. So. <laughs> yeah. I it's hard man. I mean, I'll tell you what, it is it is annoying. I fall back to the idea of of um, if this is the if if I have to hang my hat on this one thing sure. then like it's my own fault. But at the same time it's it, and that's just from like the creative mindset of it, am I just washed up if if it, if it wasn't for this one thing or can I come up with something better? But at the same time, it's just like you put all this time and energy into something and then you're just getting slammed. It's just – it is a drag. Like I have definitely been happy to not do some of my old designs because it's just like they started to just get nabbed. And it was just like – it is demoralizing and, you know, and now I have – uh, the, the greatest of all time Allison gets so mad when she, she looks at other people's work and she sends me messages is this guy copying is this guy copying I, like relax Allison it, no one's copying you don't know? don't worry but she's ready to like pounce <laughs> Allison's ready to pounce yeah. very very loyal yeah. not much you can do I think that's,
3: that's,
5: that's
4: the problem well you can't there's a lot you can do you can be pissed you could probably also like kneecap them <laughs> <laughs> back in the day I'm sure a lot of people do that and You know it's it sucks it sucks but you just have to like I don't know what you do be honest with you grin and bear it yeah Yeah. let's do
3: some um strange requests then that we've
4: had yes what's uh the most bizarre custom requests you've gotten this one comes from JD Eiler I had a guy who wanted his knife to sever the umbilical cord of his soon-to-be son (laughs) that way when the kid got older he could have the knife Oh, Needless to say, question. I didn't it's make no the knife. Good. I don't know that. It's no good. Uh, Matt Vogt says, I had a customer here in Kansas that's a coyote and raccoon hunter. He asked me if I would be able to inlay a raccoon dick bone into the handle. <laughs> 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 he, would- <laughs> he would inlay a raccoon Dick <laughs> bone. <laughs> bone Into the handle of the knife I told him I would have to think about it And yes Raccoon dicks have a bone in them That's
3: what I was thinking Is there, is there a bone in a penis
4: Surely not <laughs> yes, so anyway,
3: Maybe for a raccoon Depends
4: on maybe who you're talking it, to yeah. Oh <laughs> um, uh, Evan Watson Evan Watson Evan Watson is the hand engraver One of the best engravers in the United States awesome engraver oh yeah i just saw his work recently he's a badass he's nuts and he had a weird custom request uh weirdest custom request hand graved engraved butt plug i thought i was being trolled (laughs) oh i thought i was being trolled so i put a crazy price on it and told them we need to really make sure it's d bird (laughs) in case you're curious the job never materialized thank god Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Corvus Survival. Corvus Survival says, "Greeting, guys. I enjoy listening to the show while working in the shop. The weirdest request I've received was to put the ashes of a guy's dead father into a knife. After a few questions, I was told I told him I would." He sent me a small vial of ash that, had a, that uh, I had planned to seal in the skeletonized area of the handle. I videoed the whole thing to send it to him when I, to, when I poured out the ash. The majority of the, quote, ash was a tooth that fell out, spilling the oh. ash everywhere. Oh, oh. Needless to say, I didn't send the video to the customer, <laughs> but I did return the tooth to the vial, in the vial with the knife. I, I bet it wasn't even their tooth see. Yeah, tooth. Oh, uh, tooth. Neil Warren says it's not a very good one. I was asked to make an adult pleasure item, specifically a butt plug shaped <laughs> oh, handle. It's a butt plug. I had to. Uh, I had to pass on that. Yeah, a lot of butt plugs. Sounds like Ronald a knives
2: for somebody out there.
4: I mean, yeah. I just you know, look. I mean, you know, I don't know, These man. All sorts. Raccoon Raccoon dick bones (laughs) and butt plugs.
0: (laughs) Uh, You can't make it up. Uh,
4: Ronald Knives, I had a potential customer ask for a hatchet that could, quote, cut through bone with a human femur and a quick draw sheath that would be small enough to fit under the seat of a truck that he specifically wanted to have, quote, no markings on the blade or handle at all. (laughs) Oh, my God. So it would be impossible to trace. Oh, I said oh no. I said nope and stopped replying to his messages.
3: Oh, we'd have Dr. Chris on again in six years' time looking for, <laughs> looking for the
4: maker of this. A titty, doctor.
5: <laughs> oh, geez.
4: No way. Grateful Knife no way. says, uh, I've been asked to make a coffin for my neighbor who passed away. I don't know why I'm laughing about that. Uh, Ricardo Carrasco says he was asked to make Aquaman's Trident. Didn't happen. I didn't, sadly, though. Okay, get ready. I'm going to have to do this in a... uh, Okay. CJ Miller. This one's a good one. So my weirdest custom request is a doozy. Not 100% knife-related. Being in the Army, we had our fair share of weirdos. I was uh, at work one day showing my most recent chef knife to some buddy... And a guy from another shop comes in and asks if he could make something, if we could make something special for him. He tells me uh, that his this past weekend he went to a strip club where they we're having a special guest, <laughs> a famous adult star. Uh, and if you know, you know. Uh, he had apparently acquired a thong from her at this club where she was stripping. Uh, he was wondering if he'd be able to take the thong of hers, and he pulled it out of his pocket. And turned it and turned it into a medallion with some clear epoxy that he could wear as a necklace. <laughs> I simply replied no, and then slowly walked away.
3: Is this a grown man?
4: Yeah, you know, <laughs> he, he had the thong of Alexis, Texas. I don't know who that is, or do I? Okay, the last one is <laughs> the last one is from Rumble Jackson. Jackson Rumble. Jackson Rumble. He was asked to make a mosaic Damascus cockfighting blade to strap onto a rooster. I'm glad you came up with that
3: last line. To the strap onto a rooster.
4: Yeah. Is that what well, he calls do you know? It? What
3: that a doodle do? Well, do you know
4: what that? Is? I mean, that's what the, when the, for for the bird fighting, the cockfighting, they yeah. put like razor blades on their like hooves yeah. or whatever the fuck they, the claws. <laughs>
5: on
3: their <laughs> A cock hoof. <laughs>
4: <tooth. laughs> so there you have it. Guys, you really impressed me with uh, your you guys really impressed me very impressive yeah. so we're gonna have to
3: it just shows how weird people are out there in the big wide you know world.
4: what we'll go two weeks you guys listening to this we'll do it again we'll do it again next week we did the last we did the last two weeks we'll do it again so if you have any weird requests i mean my weird request is a guy wanted me to make a knife where the tip was a screwdriver and i was like that's weird oh, yeah. but this it ain't so no weird. raccoon dick i can tell you that ah <laughs> 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 uh.
3: I mean, talking about custom things being made, I had brought back you doing a lot of custom work at the moment with platens and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Morocco, why don't you tell us about the uh,
2: Marekko's deep, deep, deep platen? The deep platen. Well, the platen is a design that I, I originally built for my, uh, my original grinder that I built myself. Um, and so the concept is to have tons of clearance and all kinds of freedom around both sides of the platen, usually where it attaches to the machine. Um, you know, on the left side, typically there's, you know, the tool arm, the machine, all kinds of stuff gets in the way. Uh, and for me, I need more clearance for handle sculpting and all that business. And I want to do it symmetrically. Um, so I don't have to do it all just on the right side, and so that is what was one of the main drivers for collaborating with Broadback to create the Marco Deep Platin, um, and it's been killing it. A lot of I've been get I get tons of messages of people saying, you know, great design, great collab, you guys, blah blah blah, and it's just I'm glad people are getting a lot of use out of it. Uh, even the great Mr. Nick Anger, uh, he got a hold of one because that is something that he apparently has been wanting. For a long time, um, and so, you know, if you go to Broadback Ironwork, wait, BroadbackIronworks.com, right, guys? And you type in yeah, knife yeah. talk at checkout, you can get an, a free upgrade to the Morocco Deep Platen from the standard Long Platen, um, along with your machine. And um, you know, they they got really awesome machines. They're, they're grinders. For knife makers built by and designed by knife makers and um you know they're really like a seven in one swiss army knife uh of the shop so go go to broadback ironworks get yourself a badass grinder and get yourself to work
3: nice
2: nice okay
3: okay do we have anything else before we any, anything we need to clear up before we, look, before we go? We have
4: Let's questions. Have we look. can save our questions. We have uh, we have some more tough scenarios. We have some listener feedback. Listener feedback. We haven't done any of that. Okay. So
3: I know my spinny
4: chair is in the feedback
3: this week. Well,
4: you know, I we, stop there you go. Uh, Maverick Knifeworks says, Hey, guys, some listener feedback from you. Those mold polishing stones and soft guitar fret sanding blocks are a game changer. I appreciate all the information you've shared over the years. Marekko, could you repeat what the whole fret sanding blocks are? Yeah, so they are a rubberized
2: abrasive. Um, so they come in like, and, and there's a few different styles that you can find online, um, but they're anywhere from two. Uh, 220 or even I think it's see, I've seen as low as like 180 all the way up to like 10,000 grit which is overkill. I don't think that's really necessary. Uh, but I've been using them as I prepare my material, my blades, for the coffee etch. So I'll go into the ferric to clean up and, or to do a quick etch. I'll usually do like a 10 second etch just to look at the blade and make sure that the, the ferric is getting a good clean bite all over the blade and then for my chef's knives, at least, I won't etch any, any deeper, especially if everything's looking good. I won't etch any deeper, uh, and I'll clean that all off using the rubberized abrasive. And you can cut it down. You can carve it to shape. Uh, to fit inside any kind of like fullers or really tight spaces and stuff like that around your around your blade you clean it all up nice and evenly and then I've been going straight into the coffee well after rinsing and then into the coffee after that and I've been getting really great results um and there in general like I was just i did a home this last uh when I was at Sornex at the winter strong event and I did a uh um, what is it? Uh, it was 1095 and I did a part, a park quench. And so I only quenched for maybe five or six seconds and I got a sweet hamon actually out of the material. And, um, and so I did some etching with some acid and I used that rubberized abrasive to kind of clean it up. And it really made that hormone pop really nicely. So they're really cool. And it's amazing. Like, the, uh, I was using a 220 grit block, but doesn't, it doesn't scratch like 220. It scratches like 800 which is hmm. really nice.
4: So where do you get them?
2: So you can you can go find them online. I have a my own Amazon store uh, that you can find them on. It just makes it easier to kind of locate them and figure out which ones work best. Um, and I think it's just Amazon.com backslash Mark or Malmasi, I think. Malmasi Firehouse, I can't remember. I have a link in my Instagram bio uh, that goes to the thing. But you can find them on Amazon. You can find them all over the place. And you want to look for uh, fret erasers. There you go.
3: Would they work with um, raccoon boners? Yeah, they <laughs>
2: bring up a really nice high polish. Nice. Lots of friction.
4: Boners. How dare you! Perfectly good ending.
2: Have you ever heard? Of, have you guys heard of Usik? No. Usik is another bone from another mammal. That is a penis bone. It is a walrus dick bone. Oh. Usik. And a lot, and it's large enough. You can use it's come to this. You can, it's it's to large to this. enough. You can use it as handle <laughs> as a full handle. It's massive. Oh wow!
3: <laughs> that's what she said.
4: It's kind of like ligma. <sighs> I think that's
3: like what? Sorry,
1: what ligma box? <laughs> <laughs>
4: there we go.
1: This show is brought to you by. The Makery, the podcast network for makers.
5: <laughs>
3: uh, that reminds me of um, <laughs> so, God, God, Molly, yeah. one of my girls, um, obsessed with um, Moana, the, you know, the, the film. Right. And um, The Rock in it says, um, he says something about it, he says, oh, that's Nanya. And somebody says, well, what's Nanya? He goes, none your business. So she walks around the house now, saying this all the time. Yeah, none And I say, oh, what's none She look at me and go,
4: none your business. Yeah, Tony used to say none a lot. So I'll teach you now. Oh yeah, ligma. <laughs> ligma. <laughs> oh my ligma. god, D's. Dude, gotta do D's. There's, a, oh, there's, a, there's nothing funnier than that. That shit is so uh, it's so asinine. It's so juvenile. I'm fucking forty eight and I'm fucking doing ligma jokes. It's just like. Totally ridiculous.
3: Uh escapism at its best. Ah,
4: who who doesn't love that? So what do you guys got on the books for the weekend?
3: Um uh, we're just working on the house. Um we're very, very close to being finished now, really. Um Yeah, just cracking on as I can finally have a bath tomorrow for the first time in we worked out (laughs) six years. I've obviously had baths, you know, when I'm you know, in, in family members' <laughs> houses. Um, but um, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm going to get it all set Craig soup.
4: There. Dude, that's exactly what <laughs> you just, like, swill around in there? or you just, like, slap I'm around? Not, I'm, I'm, I'm clean. What are you, I'm take clean. a shower a before
3: you take a fucking bath? dirty. No, but I'm, you know, I... I I'm pretty oh, clean. God. I'm pretty clean.
4: Trust, ball, me. trust <laughs> me. Ball. Trust me. Balls. You're floating around in a ball water. <laughs> your ball, butthole water, and you're just swimming in I it. Think, I, think, I think a bath is one of the most disgusting things you can do.
3: Oh, I love I it. I bet you I do. absolutely you love, love it. it.
4: Do you, like, yeah. put it in your mouth and spit it out like a whale? <laughs> oh, shut <laughs> up. You know, you ever see that That's those... how we got Corona. <laughs> That's... Yeah. You ever see, a... you used to ever see uh, Ricky Gervais when he, like, Makes the he goes in the he puts his chin down. Oh, he and does he, the faces, he the yeah. water in the mouth. And I'm like, oh god, you're disgusting. <laughs> to your one giant hairy scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> no,
3: I just you know I'll, I'll I'll take a bottle of wine in. I'll put some music. Are you on. You kidding me? You know? Some I, candles. I, I, I t- oh, I love it. I love it. Wow. Absol- i I I've been known to watch like two two films, two wow. movies in a bar. Get the know? fuck? You're see- come out. The, it, how do you like, keep the water warm? Four five hours.
4: You just keep topping up with hot water. Wait, you're, you're telling me you can sit in a bathtub for five hours? Yes, easily. Get the fuck Easy. out of here. Honestly, I love it. Is it like a giant it.
2: womb for you?
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, swimming. you know what it's like? When when, you, when you've got kids, you need some time to yourself. Five fucking hours? Uh, <laughs> but no, I haven't since we've had kids. I haven't the bath, actually. But um, no, honestly, I love it. You put a film on, and before you know it, the film's finished. Like, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> comfortably. Up. Are you I'm turning, turning the, are you, me, like you
4: know? you're using your little feet to turn the hot water on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, what we used to have a special little table, like a
3: folded table in the bathroom, so we could put that out. So I could put my laptop on it next to the oh, bathroom. So, the stuff
4: this is just. Uh, oh, snacks and stuff,
2: everything, right? Um, always, always. Oh, What are your bath yeah. snacks? Good question. Good <laughs> question. What are bath snacks? <laughs>
3: I've got something quite filthy to tell you, oh, right? God. So normally it's like, uh, <laughs> it sounds very nuts and things like that. You know, olives, you know, that oh, kind of, you know, snacky finger sake. food um but years ago and i hadn't been with amy that long and i i introduced her to the indulgent bath because she was the same She was like baths no way just have a shower and i'm like listen so you know i put the candles on and i put a film on for her and a bottle of wine she was just like this has changed my life this is the best thing ever um so but you know she was new to this whole indulgent bath she didn't quite know the rules so next time i'm in the bath now she's like okay dinner'll be ready in about an hour and i'm like okay i'll have a nice bath first 10 minutes later she comes in and she's got a whole chili con carne <laughs> for me and she thought this would be a nice surprise <laughs> while I'm in the
5: bath a, freaking, a big bowl of chili <laughs> you've taken it
3: too far this isn't this Dude. is there's etiquette to the indulgent bath and you've just broken the etiquette rules so Are you, there you, bubbles in your yeah. bath? Good. good oh good
4: yes, good question. yeah, Question. Yeah. Really?
3: Yes, yeah. Are they yeah, scented? You, do, do you, you want, want to
4: somebody- Walking
3: in and then just seeing your flash
4: <laughs> I was about to say, you need to camouflage the penis. Exactly. do fucking yeah. see it. Don't look at yourself in your fetid water. Your water's getting like dirtier and dirtier as the time goes. And your and your skin is getting all pruney. Nice.
3: That's the best. Oh, the yeah. best.
4: How, can you, how are you not cold? Are you slapping around? You're just like moving your hands around and... Well, you have
3: a the the room is warm. You're, you you know, I have a nice warm room, and I say you just hop up with hot when you. And need And what
4: to do it. you do when you have to go take a leak? Jeez, I'm not
3: seventy years old. I can I can go a few hours without having to take a leak. Wait a second, Jeez. you're holding it the whole time. Well, yes, I don't need
4: to. He's lying. Yes, He's full how, of shit. how often? Do you I'm leak? assuming you're just how, like letting loose for... while you're in the tub. <laughs> Oh
3: Jesus! No, I'm not English. Jesus, I wouldn't, wouldn't piss in the bath.
4: <laughs> Jesus. Oh, speaking of which, one of our listeners gave me uh, some some stick about. Uh, I asked uh, Joe uh, Maynard uh, where you go to the bathroom when you're on a Black Hawk helicopter pilot, mm. and it, and I guess somebody made joke about it, and and I thought, well, I'm not going to ask that again. I just had uh, I just had James uh, Fleming on. He was a tank driver in the army, and I was going to ask where you go. And I thought, wow, well, I don't need to be known as the guy that asks where you go to the bathroom all the time. Well, when we got off, James was like, "I wish you asked me where I go to the bathroom on the tank." It was like a great <laughs> story. I was just like, I got shamed to, you know, I got shamed. So I mean, so what? Do they, what do they do? Have they got bucket? What do he, they do? There's, I mean, apparently they're like leaning out. They're leaning out, and it's a whole big production. But like, I didn't get into it so I was just like, yeah, I should have asked. And they like,
2: "Your ass out the door."
4: Yeah, he actually sent me a he sent me a picture of one of the guys who's like sl- slinging it right over the side. It's like, <laughs> 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 well, look, we well, got to go, you got to go. I can't do baths. I can't do baths. I, I have done jacuzzis, but I can't do a bath. I, I when as soon as your your kind of feet start to get pruny, I get like I hate that shit. I don't like to be cold. and I don't want to be wet all the time. Yeah, I remember when, when you're talking about
3: having a jacuzzi, I remember the first time I'd moved out and I had my own sort of flat, my own apartment, and um, it had like a little jacuzzi bath in there. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be great. So I fill it up, and it's, you know, it's nice and full, jump in the bath, then I press the button to turn the jets on and all this crappy, shitty oh. black water just go, oh. oh. and <laughs> shot all over me. It's like, oh, yeah. Maybe I should have tested that beforehand. Yeah, so if you're not using them regularly, it's just going to, all the shitty water is just gonna squirt out of
4: I also remember why I don't like taking baths is when we had our when, a long time ago when we had our first cat Hillary tried to toilet train the cat there was like a way where you can like <laughs> you put like a box on the on the top of the toilet yeah, and then you I've cut seen, the hole yeah. out next thing you know so our cat was so furious with this whole thing he just decided while we were gone for like a couple days he just took a huge shit in the tub <laughs> and <laughs> And ah. when we tried to it out, it stained the toilet, so it stained the tub. So there was, like, this, like, we no matter what we did, it was, like, we just couldn't get rid of this color, discoloration. This and I'm just, yeah. like, there's, I'm not standing there, but I'm certainly not, sl- sl- you know, stewing in it. So. Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
3: Which, that also reminds me, <laughs> So about shitting in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, back in the UK, before we come to France and so on, I had this business. It was called Founders Hub, and it was like a shared space where people could come and work and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, we, we got professionals doing all this, sort of the logos and all this kind of stuff. And um, a friend of mine looked at me, he said, um, do you realize that that says Founders Shub? And I'm like, no, it says Founders Hub, but so, you know, what's that? He's like, you don't know what a Shub is. I'm like, no. What's the shub? Do do you guys know what shub is? No. It's a shit in a bathtub, and this is like a sexual preference for some people. (laughs) It's what they do. And it was like, so shubbing is a real is a real thing. And I'm like, oh
2: shit. So yeah, so we
3: found a shub for a while.
2: (laughs) uh, Oh, because it was all one word, or
3: it was all one word exactly. Yeah. So when you read it out, it looked like 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 exactly. I found a
4: shub. (laughs) Yeah. That's disgusting.
3: Anyway, enough about shit in the bath. What else are you guys up to this weekend?
4: Well, my kid and my wife are going out to California to look at colleges. And oh, wow. I am... Oh, nice. What? Yeah. Like, what? like one of the UCs? Yeah, UCs and then a couple other places. So they're going to do that. And then while they're gone, I have to catch up on some shit. So I'm going to... Uh, I actually, Sunday, I'm forging t- two hammers out and you know, get a couple of extra things done, uh, do some, you know, I have lots of work to do, but the, this weekend it's going to be, you know, and trying to make the least amount of mess in the house as possible. I always use, I refer to it as the goat path. Like I will <laughs> not walk through, I will walk through race. I don't want to like have to do a major cleanup before they get home. So I'll goat path the whole house and not touch certain things. And just kind of like, you know, that's what I'm doing catch up on movies yeah. stuff like that you got any
2: What's do you on? have any movies uh, Jeff real quick that you're wanting to catch up on
4: good question I do actually Ivan Reitman the the film director of Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters he just yeah. died and he and Howard Stern he actually did he was the producer on Private Howard Stern's Private Parts and I thought you know what that would be a great movie to watch I haven't seen Private Parts in a while so I'm going to watch Private Parts that's the Howard that. Stern movie Craig you should watch that
5: Right.
4: Okay. <clears throat> yeah, and that's it. That's know. it. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any grand plans. I we were okay. watching the Olympics, and that was fun. And uh, I,
2: I finally just watched uh, Social Dilemma. That I wish I had watched it a while back. Oh, that is, yeah, that's very uh, heavy, but also is, good yeah. information to keep in mind. I find myself scrolling now. I'm like, get the fuck out of my hands. <laughs> And I just oh, drop yeah. my phone and <laughs> go find something to do. Yeah.
0: I,
3: mean, I I don't know whether it was that that film, but I use social media far, far less sure. now than than I did, you know, a year or two ago. Um yeah, there's some days when I just won't go on anything without realising, you know? It's just like gee yeah. And yeah, it it is it is quite a powerful film now, yeah. I think. Have you seen Tinder Swindler yet?
4: No. no. You were gonna talk about it that last episode. What what, what to, yeah. go ahead talk do it now?
3: It is fucking nuts. So, um, but I won't give it away because I, I think you should probably see it because it, it is what? just crazy. Um, but, um, it's, there's, there's this guy who was sort of ripping women off on, on Tinder. Um, and it starts off, you're thinking, what the, how, how is he ripping people? Because he's like, he's flying these girls, like, around the world to have dinner with him in the most expensive restaurants in the world. And they're going on helicopters and stuff like that. And they're like, how is he, do you know what yeah. I mean? You're thinking, how is this happening? But um, it all sort of unravels, and it is a fucking... Ne- and it's a true story.
4: Where do you see the it's movie? Just, it, it, I, what was that, sorry? Where, do you, where can you watch it? Netflix. Okay. I'm Netflix.
3: on it. Yeah, it is crazy. You, you, I'm, I'm, and the last sort of five or ten minutes as well, you're just like, what the hell? It is crazy. But there's there's all these memes now that you see, and it's like... I can't do that because my enemies will find out, and if you see the film, you know what that means.
4: The it. it's, it's did you ever listen to Dirty John?: Yes, yeah, well, I saw,
3: I saw it. the I, I didn't listen to it. I, I actually saw the uh, was it Netflix or
4: Apple TV: Zombin? I'm not 100 oh, percent sure record. Do you know what Dirty John is? No. It's this true crime podcast mm. that is about follows this dude, and it's totally crazy it's a totally crazy yeah. story the podcast is incredible if you want like some John is in the guy that pays women to have sex with him no it's the guy's name is John okay. but he, he yeah. goes you know he he becomes I mean it's it's yeah it's not about prostitution it's about yeah. this dude who just like kind of like he's a bad guy but it's okay. a it's an incredible listen incredible listen
3: they made it a TV show with Eric Barnett playing John as well it's it, it was the good. pods it was really,
4: the yeah. podcast is I mean it's incredible an incredible
3: yeah. podcast yeah so any any that's us then that's that's the weekend oh no, you didn't say what you are doing. oh
4: yeah
2: uh yeah so I, like i mentioned earlier uh next week is my kids like school break and so we're take we're going up to the the lake house on an island and um, nice. we're just gonna it's, it's it's unfortunate it's not summertime because it's a beautiful place to go swimming and stuff like that but they do have some nice state parks that go down to uh like down to the ocean water down to the Puget Sound. Um, And so we're probably going to do some hiking around. Um, It's more like just kind of going for a stroll, but we can also do some um, clamming, some like steamer clams you can pick up and harvest off the beaches. And so we did that a few weeks ago. It was a lot of fun. And so we'll probably try to do that again while we're up
4: there. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah,
2: it's just yeah, and I, uh, you know, they got a fire pit, and I think the weather's actually supposed to be decent, so we'll probably do. And because it's, uh, you know, winter right now, um, you know, the sun is still going down early, so we'll be able to, to like do a nighttime fire and roast marshmallows and shit like that, and
4: it'll be fun. That'll be great. Yeah. Nice.
3: Yeah, it's winter, but it's changing, changing sure quickly. Is. Um, we had we had cranes flying above today, uh, which is always a good sign that spring's coming. So yeah. So it's coming. So next
4: week, it just could just be me and Mareko. Is that what you're saying? Um, possibly. We'll keep in touch. Um, okay. Wishing you the best of luck.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, you know, an hour, you know, two hours out of a day wouldn't once a week isn't an issue, even with a newborn baby. I don't think. But uh, as long as we're not in hospital,
4: that's the yeah, that's the usual. We're sending all the listeners are sending you and your wife and your family the best of luck and. You know, everybody, Thank you know, you. give Craig a, I don't know, wish him a good bath or something. I don't know. <laughs> You'll all know
3: when the baby is born because the Sharple that day will be the baby's name. Yeah, that that's a Hugo.
4: I like that. Five letters. <laughs> yeah, but you wanted to, there's, and there's a U in it, right? There is all a U. All right, there's is, a U in the name. Is. So there you go, guys. Have you
3: got on the Wordle train yet, Marekko? No.
4: You should try it. <laughs> Barn. It's good. Come will try try sharp. I haven't even, even tried the sharp because it's, it's knife related. People love Sharple Are you 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 all got lo- you loaded up with words for the next? Uh... I
3: need I need more. I think I'm gonna be running out in the next few days. Um, so yeah, I need more right. um, five letter words that are to do with.
4: Just uh, you might have to run out of knife making and be like just making, you know. Possibly, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll send you something this weekend.
3: Okay. Right. Have a good I weekend, guess. everybody. Uh, that yeah. was fun. Good that show. was fun. And I shall speak to you all again all next right. week. Peace.
1: Bye for now. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple.